listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Kelly Jensen. This is the July 29th, 2022 edition, and today I'm going to talk about three really vital books to read for understanding this current moment in book bans. And only one of these books is about book bans, but uh, they all sort of give really interesting insight into this particular moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Tor Books. So if you are a fan of epic fantasy, if you're a fan of Scott Lynch and or Joe Abercrombie, but you want something a little different, you want a hero who's like a bit of a mess, then The Silver Blood Promise by James Logan is for you in its Academy dropout slash disgraced noble heir Lacan Cordova's life is in shambles. All he's got going for him is one, he is a card sharp of considerable skill and two, a lot of maybe potentially a little too much wine. So they're, you know, those are the positives. So when the bizarre murder of his father robs him of even the off chance of redemption, Lacan decides to make amends another way. He's going to unravel the mystery behind the killing, even if it takes him to the underbelly of Sophrona, a city of danger, secrets, and merchant princes. Finding the truth is one thing. Finding the truth and staying alive is like a whole other thing. So make sure to check out The Silver Blood Promise by James Logan on sale May 7th. And thanks again to Tor Books for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Entangled Publishing's Red Tower Books, publisher of the smash hit Fourth Wing. You'll only cross these blades once in a page-turning new tale of revenge strategy and so many lies. Best-selling Red Tower Books is releasing its next year's will read that will capture your imagination and keep you guessing until the end. May Corlin's Five Broken Blades tells an intricate high-stakes tale of five total strangers united in a plot that will test their strength, wits, and courage. Each has their reasons, all have secrets. But while it's easy to portray a stranger, it's not so simple to stab a friend or a lover, okay, in the back. Now these five blades must choose between vengeance and one another. Pick up five broken blades by Mae Corlin for a thrilling, adventurous tale filled with risk, romance, adventure, and oh, so many lies. The relationships in it are complex and nuanced and involve everything from friends to enemies found in biological family and lovers and more. Thanks again to Entangled Publishing's Red Tower Books, publishers of the smash hit Fourth Wing for sponsoring this episode. So the first book I'm going to highlight is Book Banning in the 21st Century by Emily Knox. And I'm kicking off with a backlist title on my TBR that I haven't read yet. Um, I was introduced to the author via a podcast earlier this year where we both talked with Illinois Public Radio about the current state of book bans. She is a professor at the University of Illinois, and she focuses on book banning and censorship. This book came out in paperback this spring, so you can grab it at a nicer price point than the original hardcover. So this book looks at 13 contemporary book challenges in the U.S., um, in schools and libraries, and why those books were challenged or banned. But instead of looking at these cases from a legal standpoint, Knox's book is about how these books are being read and interpreted, leading to their ultimate being challenged. It explores how many who seek to ban books are unable or unwilling to read through multiple lenses and instead believe that there is only one way to interpret text. So when a book rubs against a value or belief that somebody holds, it doesn't have any other meaning or purpose in their mind. 
Equally interesting is this idea that these readers aren't able to separate their own feelings and experiences while reading from the text itself. So this is a book that examines book challenges on a really broad level and why it is people can become so emotionally invested when it is available in their libraries and they don't believe it should be available. Like I said, this one is one I haven't read yet, but it is on my TBR, and I know Knox knows herself. So I'm really excited to look at this one because I think it provides a lens that hasn't been explored as broadly about the current state of book bans as sort of the, the legal implications of these bans have been. And that is Book Banning in the 21st Century by Emily Knox. The next book is Cultish by Amanda Montel, and you might be wondering how a book about cults could be related to book bans. And the answer is pretty easy. Today's book banners are working together, creating their own mini cults of ideologies and belief systems, and then putting that into practice. Montel's book, which is indeed about cults, is less about cults and specifics and more about how language and ideology can create the means for people to get swept up into activities or practices, much like what happens in cults. But rather than considering cults from the perspective of brainwashing, this book looks at how cults are built around a set of cultish languages, which make things like, for example, soul cycle, the kind of phenomenon that it is, and how something like soul cycle or multi-level marketing schemes or Peloton or even social media influencers are able to attract such a devoted and passionate following. This book came out in June last year, right before the rise of groups like Moms for Liberty, and yet they take pages right out of the playbook that Montel describes in detail with unifying terminology, with folks who are billed as celebrities within the organization, and conspiracy-level beliefs about things like education pushing sexuality and thereby grooming children. It's a really non-judgmental book, I think. Um, I was pretty impressed with how she was able to examine cults and cult-like behavior without really coming down on one side or the other about them, uh, but rather looking at it from an objective lens and how, how these things operate. And I think it articulates some stuff that hasn't been articulated before and why it is we become so fascinated and sometimes caught up in cult-like behaviors and mentalities, even if they're not necessarily cults in the way that we can sometimes think of cults. If you want a little bit of a taste of this particular book or Montel's voice, she did a podcast with one of her friends about cults and kind of looking at these cultural phenomenons and whether or not they might be considered a cult. And that podcast is called Sounds Like a Cult. You can listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. And I think that gives a really good sense of what this book sounds like and, and attempts to do and I think does pretty successfully. And that is Cultish by Amanda Montel. And then finally, the last book I want to highlight is called Dark Money by Jane Mayer. And I'm going to start by saying there's no two ways about this. This book is going to make you mad. And not only is it going to make you mad, but you're going to see what Mayer talks about in this book in just about every single thing you read or think about or hear about on the news or on social media. So the book begins with a few questions about why it is in a world of clear environmental devastation, regulations about saving the environment continue to be shot down, and why it is billionaires pay less in tax money than lower and middle class people do. 
From there, it's this really carefully crafted narrative of economic history in the U.S., uh, particularly about libertarian politics and how the extremely wealthy have continued to bankroll those with such politics into government and thereby are able to continue with their ability to retain power and prestige. So Mayer showcases the history of the Koch brothers and their rise not only to extreme wealth, but to incredible power within politics and how it is their father made his money in connection with Stalin and Hitler. And then those politics have continued to filter through contemporary legislation and economic policy. And she maps this out in a really clear and concise way that even if you have no interest in economic policy, even if you have little interest in politics, you will get and really sort of put into perspective what we're seeing now. What starts to get especially enraging in this book is how many layers deep this dark money goes. You're going to recognize names and movements within the book, and you're going to see just how ruthless folks behind it have worked to ensure that there is silence about what is truly happening. One of the sections that kept my attention the most was about the attempt to develop a network of educational institutions that preach nothing but the libertarian agenda. Specifically, the Freedom School in Colorado emerged in the mid-60s, and it taught extreme right-wing philosophies, which Charles Koch loved and ended up putting a lot of money into. The school itself didn't end up lasting, but it was Koch's foray into changing the American educational system with his money. And as we're seeing it now, that money is still doing work. Now it's with the help of groups like Moms for Liberty, who have connections, of course, to dark money, have connections to Koch and some of the institutions that he bankrolls. I am not an economist and I'm not somebody who especially loves economic history, but this book was so digestible and not overly complicated. And it was really fascinating to see this web of connections back to the Koch brothers as it is and to really understand just how many layers deep these connections go. I did this book on audio and I found that the experience worked quite well. So if you prefer audio, um, this one you can do on audio and really take away a lot from it as well. And that is Dark Money by Jane Mayer. And that's our show. Thank you so much to our sponsor and thank you to our audio editor, Jen Zink. And of course, thank you to you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of books that I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. Remember, if you're a fan of all the books or all the backlists and you want to show us some love, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We sincerely appreciate your review and your reviews help other book lovers find us. If you want to find me personally, I'm on Twitter at Veronica Kelly Mars. And in the meantime, happy reading.